0: This is the Up Next podcast with Gabriella Mirabelli. Welcome to Up Next. I'm your host, Gabriela Mirabelli. My guest today is Anatoly Kolichev. Anatoly is Chair in Marketing Strategy and Analytics at University of Liverpool Management School. His research interests lie in the area of social media marketing, marketing strategy, NFTs, blockchain, and Web3. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you. It's very nice to be here.
0: Change in how marketers think about engaging with consumers is a constant. The internet, digital marketing, social media influencers, and it isn't people's imagination. The rate of change is accelerating. And as we look out at the horizon, we can see AI, blockchain, Web 3.0, the metaverse, NFTs, and all of these things which are related and they're not only headed our way, but they're already knocking at the door. And it's hard to keep up and understand what these things mean as consumers, let alone as marketers. For today's conversation, I'm going to take this deep dive into NFTs and how they can bring value to brands. So first, NFTs, non-fungible tokens, are things that can't be replaced. They aren't interchangeable, but NFTs are digital. So how come they're not able to be copied and copied exactly? I thought that was the whole point of
1: digital things? That's a great question. I think here are a couple of points. You have mentioned the characteristics of the NFTs uh, and they're composed of two things, right? There is the non-fungibility of the token and the token itself, which is a digital representation of a physical good. So how these things cannot be copied Well, if you think about any any NFT that has been produced so far, it possesses some unique characteristics. And these characteristics are, let's say, engraved in their metadata. This is a very technical term, but basically they are written in code somewhere on the internet, on the blockchain to be precise. These characteristics which are written on the blockchain by their own nature cannot be altered or changed because everything which resides which is on the blockchain cannot be changed by anyone right because blockchain itself doesn't belong to anyone it's decentralized that's the whole idea of, of the blockchain so given that nfts exist on the blockchain nobody can go there and take it from there make their own modifications and put the same version on the blockchain and claim it's their own. Whatever is created on blockchain stays there and we know who the owner of those things are by just going on a blockchain and verifying them. So right. this- this creates these properties which are very appealing to many content creators. And you can imagine there are many use cases of that.
0: Right. So just to confirm, these can't exist outside the blockchain, correct?
1: They could, yes. They you could. Can oh,
0: create... they could. So you could download it from the blockchain. You can have it as a digital file on your desktop.
1: Yeah, it's even it's even worse. You can, in theory, create a product or, or a digital good, not on the blockchain. And by creating this digital good not on the blockchain, you will have different characteristics which then present different property rights and they can be copied and- Okay. Well, so
0: then here's the next kind of question I have and you, you referenced a little earlier is blockchains are disintermediated and they're distributed. So once the NFT is out there, I'm a brand, I've created an NFT, I've put it out there. Yeah, I don't really control it anymore, right? It it goes and the person who now possesses that blockchain has it. Is that fair to say?
1: Well, yes, this is this is in a way one of the key characteristics and appealing characteristics of of the blockchain is that once you acquire a, a little piece of of a brand, let's say via NFT, let's say you acquire a Coca-Cola image or a bottle, which is digital, you possess that that product, you possess that NFT. You can do whatever you want with it. And that's the whole appealing characteristic for consumers to have ownership of some of the brand elements. And that's why brands have to be careful when they launch their NFTs and understanding that. Well, Well, that's, that's,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean that, that I have, I have more questions on that later, but if I am, if I'm a, let's first just sort of scale it back. If I am a brand and not a brand built around NFTs, I'm not bored ape. Let's say I'm an entertainment brand or a clothing brand or a CPG brand, Coca-Cola, what could an NFT be? Obviously it's a digital representation, but I'm a clothing brand. I'm Gucci. What what what's the NFT that I make?
1: So there are multiple options what you can do. And this is the beauty of NFTs. You could you can make a simple one. You can just make a, a digital representation of your jacket, which you sell in your store. You make it digital so that the users, consumers can wear it. In virtual space, okay. in the metaverse, in a okay. virtual world, or on on social media, and okay. show show it off in the, on their character. So they will just possess a virtual identical jacket, which they can buy in a Gucci store. That okay. is the simplest simplest way of launching it you can do something unique you can create a new jacket which doesn't exist in a, in a, in a physical space which Gucci never designed to be worn you know in a physical space but it can be designed only as an nft in a metaverse well
0: you're this not is- limited by the physicality i suppose
1: exactly and this right. can be and this can be very very artistic it can make no physical sense also right it can be very creative so you will never be able even to wear a jacket or a pair of pants or a hat in, 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 in the real life, but you could do that in the in the virtual.
0: So if I'm a marketer and I'm bucketing NFTs, where do I put them? Are they under my purview or are they under products? You know, are they viewed as products or are they viewed as marketing? Or they could they be both?
1: Yeah, they could be both. So you could uh, design and look at this from two two ways. It, 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 NFTs could be a, a a way to create a very effective product, a new line of products for you, which could you know go together with your existing lines, or it can also be a way to to create new marketing campaigns for you around only the NFTs themselves, and maybe you will attract a certain community. Which, which you never attracted before with your physical products. Maybe you, you never managed to attract your Generation Z consumers. And now, by creating an NFT, you do attract this community to, to your brand which can be very well
0: Interesting, And this is actually leads perfectly into my next question was in your paper, you compare the revolutionary communication change that took place with web pages, this dialogue that could all of a sudden happen that didn't really before, and that you believe NFTs can expand and will be a similar sort of sea change. Can you explain what you're getting at there?
1: Yeah, so if you think about the revolution from, let's say, a simple web page to, to a social media page, mm-hmm. this, you, you can think about them as ability of users just to read something, but now they can also read and write something, right? They can mm-hmm. communicate with, with the brand. They don't just look at the web page of the brand as a static element, but now on social media, they can actually talk back and forth. Well, the NFT, NFTs in the whole blockchain space kind of takes this conversation even further, where users can be even not only writing and reading, but also creating something together with brands. They can possess brand elements. For example, they can have an NFT which represents their brand and actually have it in their possession. And uh, have part of the digital content for which of the brand themselves. Co-participate in their marketing strategies, be their vocal supporters in the new communities like Discord, new social media, which didn't exist in the web too, on well, the new social media which is not censored necessarily which is not under brand's control they're completely free to express their opinions and it's completely decentralized decentralized social media is a new wave where you can see if platforms like Mastodon taking user share from Twitter because right. there it's completely built on blockchain nobody can censor that platform nobody can control the rights of users nobody can make them pay something for using this platform uh, Well you know
0: in, in your paper you mentioned Discord which is a free communication app lets you share voice, video, text chat with friends, game communities, it had its origins in voice chat with multiplayer games and other communities. But when looking at the popularity of Discord vis-a-vis other platforms, you know, 24% of 13 to 39-year-olds say that it's within their top 10. That is, Reddit comes in at 29%, WhatsApp is 30 Snap is 46 and then six and the Gorilla platforms, YouTube, 70%, Instagram, 60%. TikTok 70% with Gen Z. Do NFTs and NFT communities show up elsewhere? Are they only on Discord? Are they on Mastodon? Or is it just that's currently decentralized? Is there something about Discord in and of itself that makes it more NFT friendly? Or is it just that those are early adopters of this kind of thing?
1: Yeah, I think it's exactly what it is. This is very early. Discord by itself is not anything particular in terms of technology. It's just very early in the days. Uh, I'm actually impressed by the statistics that so many people (laughs) have. For me, this is a positive because, you know, so many people are already interested in this, considering that only millions of people, few millions of people ever bought NFTs compared to 400 million twitter users or even a billion you know youtube or 2 billion youtube users so we are very early but the, the 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 trajectory if you look at the trajectory of evolution of this platforms such as mastodon discord reddit even you can see that they are on the same path mm. or even higher than early days of facebook early days of youtube early days of messenger if you remember those or even early days of the web
0: Right. Right. Well, if I'm if I'm a marketer and I'm thinking about engaging through NFTs, do I do I only think does my thinking sort of end start and end with the NFT or do I need to think about where it's going to be deployed and then continuing to engage? How did what is how should I be thinking about the life of an NFT? Is it like something I put out there and then the end user has a, a piece of it and they feel connectedness and ownership. Do I continue to interact with them or do they then take it and create a life of their own where it, it reflects back on me and there's exposure, but I, I'm not a part of that conversation actively?
1: Yeah, I think this is a very, very interesting question and it has two sides. So if you think about how good marketing is made in general, is when you when you sell a product to a consumer, you wanna make sure that the consumer follows up with you. You wanna make sure he's satisfied or she's satisfied with the product, you wanna make sure the consumers are engaged and you might have you know loyal to the brand and continue interacting with the brand. This is in my opinion, how good marketing is made is just not first pushing the product and abandoning the, the audience. Mm-hmm. So I think that in the same way, when you launch an NFT campaign, it's, and it's a very good question because this is what it was happening with some of the early launches and still happening with some of the launches of an, an NFTs by, by brands where they just launched the NFT, they sell a bunch of them, and then they completely abandon the project it well, it's like a
0: product. They treated it like a jacket, like a product, like it's yeah. out. We made it and now we're done with it, as opposed yeah. to part of the marketing funnel where it's the sort of that feedback loop, right?
1: Exactly. So ideally, you would create more awareness. You launch, let's say you launch an NFT, you create more awareness, not for just, just NFT, but for your whole brand. But you don't stop there. You continue creating a community around this NFT. You build a storyline. Let's say you you say that wow, okay, well, I launched this NFT. Now after I launch this NFT, you'll you be able to redeem some physical goods from me. You, this will be a ticket to, to a concert, or where you could come and let's say let's say if I'm a you know clothing brand, you can come to my store, and have exclusive access to my early releases of physical goods. And then you engage your community and say, well, we build a storyline around these NFTs. We'll probably, we can have a like a, a little space for us, for all the users to connect and feel exclusivity because they own this NFT. And, you know, this way you build this loyal community, which then in theory will percolate and, you know, purchase or be loyal to the brand in the long term. That will be the ideal scenario. Of course, it requires effort, which, you know.
0: I know. As you were talking, I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm just imagining... The budget and selling yeah. it and and the hard to talk about ROI on, on doing that. And also, if I've got a Wrangle product in there, just as a marketer, I'm thinking, oh, gee, maybe I'll just do the social influencer campaign <laughs> instead. It just seems challenging. And I guess the other thing, and we touched on it earlier, and I want to circle back now, is thinking about ownership. Logos are trademarked. And if there's exposure or loss of control by creating the NFT. If I'm a marketer, do I need to talk to legal counsel before I do anything?
1: Yeah, I think that's in in general a good idea, to talk to legal counsel. I mean,
0: marketers aren't usually talking to legal other than, you know, do I need to clear this image? I mean, I'm not talking to legal about my own brand, but that's I guess true. I have to here, you know?
1: That's true. And I think the, the idea behind NFT is- It's when you transfer your ownership from from the brand to the consumer, it creates some issues down the line. Of course, there is a concept of royalties, which has been there around for a long time, where consumers might trade this NFT among themselves, and every time this trade occurs, the brand gets the royalty share. Mm-hmm. Which, for example, if you go and sell your second-hand pants of Gucci to a store, the brand will never see profit from that, right? Because that's it. But once they sell it to you, so here there is this infinite royalty loop where consumers might buy NFTs all over again and get, you know, and brands can get profit from that. So that's
0: well. That's okay. the blockchain would make that possible too. That's the it's necessary in order to trade
1: exactly. That. That's okay. the idea. So legal counsel, yeah. You any new concept? I, I remember I was not around, I, I was around, but I was too young in the internet age evolution. But I was around certainly with the social media revolution. I remember clearly the brands talking about well, if I set up a Facebook page, do I have to do? Do I have to pay Facebook money? Do do I have to have a legal counsel in case something happens on social media with my brand? Mm-hmm. Can they steal uh, certain elements of of the brand because you lose control a little bit? Or more likely, do do I am I open to criticism towards me as a brand openly on social media? So. Here is the thing, here's the thing. I think we are in the very early days and it's very important to understand when you launch something on a, on the blockchain. What will be the the contract and how do you design your property rights? And it's flexible, by the way. You can design it so that the property of an NFT will be always with the brand. And consumers can acquire it with a smart contract, for example. In a well, I would
0: way. yeah, I mean, as a as an artist, a fine artist always retains the underlying IP and copyright. I sell a painting to you you can have the painting, but you can't reproduce it and make posters unless I expressly sell them to you. You know, sort of case law, at least in the United States, is that stays yeah. with the artist unless it's assigned. And I just, it was I was curious how that worked with trademarks, because you have to protect them or else you lose them, you know? Uh, right. So that's sort of interesting. Are there
1: regulations
0: or is it still so new that regulations are very much lagging?
1: So the regulation is, is like one of the... Free hot topics in the space in general, mm. and there are no strict regulations on what an NFT actually consists. So they do not say it's a security or it's a it's a you know it's a virtual art. It, it is not yet classified as such. But there are certain state-level regulations in the U.S. where digital assets are considered part of the assets, right? So they are they are NFT would be a digital asset which is regulated on who can buy it, how who can trade it and who can make money out of it. I see, and, I see. And it's become it's it's I think I'm not mistaken, in New Jersey there is a new regulation on digital asset trading. So
0: I'll have to look that up. That's so people should be aware. That's interesting. And also, I I suppose the other thing is if you're in marketing, think about if you want to lobby to make these (laughs) regulations be friendly. In previous conversations I've had around gamification, influencers, emotional engagement, even product placement. One of the challenges has been that as a marketer, you may get engagement, but not actually get awareness because the level of engagement precludes. That you're building awareness i mean sort of this trick you know you've you've really got people but in fact what they're interested in is the nft not the underlying brand not the underlying product so it, so it doesn't move the needle in terms of let's say purchase intent it may be maybe you will get awareness but not get anything else do you know where i guess it's so new but where things stand in terms of how it affects actually the brand you know with the nft has anybody looked at that yet
1: Yeah, so this is is a very new topic and I have some research where we look at whether launching an NFT collection can have a positive or negative effect on the brand itself. What we are finding so far is that it depends on the brand. This is basically, so some brands, it doesn't move the needle at all be, uh, but for some brands for example brands in the um, which are already technological leaders digital leaders this could be a good strategy again this is uh, very very early evidence and we don't have a large sample size to kind of claim this with with ease right. but this is where i we, we see a little bit of positive effect. so well it's uh,
0: interesting i wonder also how they do it i mean you talked about these people had 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 nft collections and then just treated it like a pair of pants they launched into the universe you know they just went out there and so did it not move the needle because they didn't do it well or did it not move the needle because for whatever reason that brand and nfts their consumer isn't there yet their consumer is a lagging participator in this kind of economy I think that's I'm curious I can't wait right, so you're gonna you're doing research right now on this topic is that
1: yeah, we're trying to figure it out. So another another key issue right now with NFTs, analyzing their effect, is that their, their perceived association with cryptocurrency uh-huh. and cryptocurrency is very volatile. Mm. So people people think uh, automatically that you know, these are also volatile and they are, and they, they do change in price many times. So it's very hard to assess the impact while we are in different cycles of the market, right? Cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency is down now. So by default, all the projects which have launched NFTs, all the brands also see less volume of you know of purchases of these NFTs. So it's very hard to identify currently. So we need a little bit more time to to see you know both you know upside and downside in the market in order to kind of make a generalizable conclusion. But I think what you said about earlier about how can brands use uh, nfts not just for engagement but also for down the line metrics i mean i think analyzing the effect not on the purchases of nfts but purchases of brand products can be a a very profitable, profitable way so seeing if brands have launched an nft does this move the needle for for actual physical goods of the company and does it bring a positive roi this is something that uh, this year I, i know that we have multiple research works i've seen in the space that trying to answer this question but it's very early again so it's very hard to (laughs) find an answer yeah Yeah.
0: well and i also wonder how much it's linked to is the metaverse really there yet is blockchain really pervasive yet you know web 3.0 you know is everything we're sort of everything is coinciding but it's not quite there such that the use case again you've got these early adopters these discord users who are already in some ways you know these gaming platforms metaverse you know and Mm -hmm. other people if especially older consumers they aren't participating necessarily in those platforms and so they don't know what to do with it, you know. I I think that was one of the issues when Trump launched his NFTs. A lot of yeah. the people bought them and then were like, what I buy? Why, this isn't a it's not a trading card the way a trading card is a trading card, it's an NFT trading card. So what does that even mean? And if these people don't understand really the blockchain, they don't know what to do with it. Right.
1: And this is I mean the, the key in the space is to building use cases. So again There are a couple of good examples where, for example, if you bought an NFT from Coca-Cola, which is, they can deliver to you, you know, for free for a month, let's say, a supply of Coca-Cola at home. Because you possess that, or you can go to a, to a party, you can go to dinner with Trump. For one of those, one of those NFTs, give you a possibility to to, to go for dinner with him, or you know, to to engage in a virtual call with him, and some other perks. Each, each of those NFTs has some value related to to those.
0: So, in real life experiences.
1: In real life experiences, that's what they're trying to push. So people kind of had those expectations that look, if I. Can go play golf, golf with Donald Trump. I guess that NFT should be worth a lot of money because then you can get maybe advice on, on other things, right? And you know, talk to, to the very, very famous person. So, right. same, right. but many times these kind of things fail because you know, the promises of NFTs many times are not understood by, by the regular consumers. And again, this is very niche for now, and mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's not, shouldn't be seen as a mass product for the whole market, I think, as of yet. Uh, it might it might realize but you know for now it's more of a niche product as you said for for select users
0: so if i'm a marketer and my ceo says nfts should we do them mm-hmm. what are some of the things that i should look at in order to assess this in a real thoughtful way well how should i assess if this is for me or not what are some of the things that sort of top three things that i should know look at or be aware of
1: right so and this is this is again will be my opinion on this though of
0: course of course i understand this has not been researched this is you're just a a very educated well-informed person probably more informed than this fictive marketer we're talking about so (laughs) how should they approach this task before them
1: what I would do, I would, I would, first of all, look at who is my core audience for already for the brand. Who are my consumers? Am I talking about more traditional consumers? Who am I catering to? And understanding that NFTs are probably more catered to younger generations who understand technology better. So if I don't have those people already as my consumers, I would be very hesitant, let's say, to launch it and would push back on the CEO, hypothetical CEO, saying, hey, you know, we are not that company yet. Right. We can do these things. Let's, let's wait for the market to mature a little bit, and then maybe we can launch an activity.
0: Would you also uh, say, so if the, if the CEO says, yes, but we want younger people, would you say, well, but it will come across as inauthentic?
1: Yes, this is exactly the point because you can say back to your CEO, well, we will be not so authentic anymore. On top of that, we might lose some of the interest from our main user base, which might think that NFTs are not well associated with this brand. So you, you you face a risk of a backlash from your already core community where you're doing this. So I would push back. This is the first thing. I would look at my brand who my audience. And the second thing, so there are two more. So the second thing I would look at, and this it very relates much, much to the first one, is what sector, what sector I am in. So, you know, if I am in the CPG goods, you know, if I'm in the fashion industry, if i am in you know a car maker this could be a good idea because you know this products easily translated to nfts so you can have a virtual car which you can then use maybe in the metaverse potentially so you can sell this idea you can have clothes you know you can have maybe you know virtual products from a cpg good which can then be transferred into physical products at your home right so right. you can get but if you are more into other industries that less like banking, you know, financial mm-hmm. sector. What you about know,
0: entertainment? If entertainment, I'm entertainment,
1: entertainment is a good one because from one, it could be another very, very good example of launching NFTs because you know, obviously, it comes very close. Gaming, entertainment, mm-hmm. it, it just comes hand in hand. So, but it relates to the first one where the audience most likely is associated with this industry. Of course, in the same industry, you could have brands which have. A more traditional audience and brands which are very new and cool and which are used to launching initiatives. These are the brands which are always known for. If you are a brand which is which is known for its technological adoption, so you might think this is a good idea. If your CEO always wants you to do new things and innovate all the time, probably your consumers expect that from you, right? So right, and they what's might be, the third? Sorry. Yeah, and uh, I think and the third one is I would say the budget. You know, it's always about the budget. How much money how much money do we have? And will this money be taken from away? from other marketing. If the CEO is willing to allocate extra budget to this project, that's a great idea. If the CEO is willing to cut advertising and other well-working marketing techniques. So much, maybe. I would be more <laughs> hesitant than because your job basically depends on showing return of your marketing actions and you have to be careful. Right,
0: right. Well, this has been so useful, so interesting. Thank you so much for sharing your time. I really appreciate it.
1: It was really nice talking to you.
0: We reach the end of another episode of Up Next. I'd like to close by thanking my production team at Up Next, my friend Rob Naughton, the voice stars who recorded our open. And of course, all of you, the members of our audience. Thank you. I'll be talking to you again next time right here on Up Next.